welcome to Passions Podcast. Back to the Passions Podcast. Back at it. Episode five. five. I am Latara. And my name is Laura. And, and this shit is crazy. We're gonna keep we're just gonna keep talking about passions because it's great and I love it and I'm so glad that you are watching this with me. <laughs> like I'm so glad that I roped you into this. If there if quarantine wasn't happening, I don't think that I could have made you do this with me. No, I don't think so. But quarantine is happening and here in New York it's actually been extended and probably will be again. So, you know, we're we're staring down at least another month of this. And so, there's thousands of episodes to watch. Let's stay occupied and watch Passions. <laughs> um, so let's let's get into this crazy stuff. Yes. So we start out and uh, where we left off, which is Luis, the Lopez Fitzgerald family, they were having dinner. So they finished right. up dinner. Right. They finished up dinner and we start the whole show off with like uh, a camera view of the two candles, one of which... Um, Pilar, no. Yeah, yes, Pilar right. has lit for her missing husband and son. Is he missing or dead? Or dead. That, that didn't come up at all. It didn't come up. Well, they, okay, so the, they keep the, talking about the dad, but they never talk about the, they, they mention the son in the last episode. Yeah. But then I, he's never brought up again. Yeah. Well, so, Luis is still upset that Pilar won't take the dad off the deed so that they can... Sell their house? I'm unsure. Okay, so I don't know anything about anything, but I, so it seems to me that her mortgage rate can be lowered if his name is taken off of the deed. Um, or they can like refinance it, which I don't really know what that means. <laughs> but they could do... In some way, she will owe less money if his name is removed from the deed. Okay. All right. I don't know if that's real or if that's just know. like soap opera logic or... I don't know. Well, Luis is upset about it. Pilar's like, no, that's my husband and you better back the fuck up because right. he's going to come back one day and I'm going to hold out hope that my husband's still alive. And then Luis is like, okay, mama, you right. I'm just going to back off for a little bit. Mm -hmm. And that's what we, that's what happens with the Lopez Fitzgeralds at the beginning of this episode. Right. Um, oh, um, we find out. That the dad left for work one day at right. Crane Industries and disappeared. Crane he just Industries. never made it to work. Yeah. And then we also know that when Luis joined the police force, he went and interviewed people who worked for Crane Industries. And he said, including several executives. And he never got anywhere with his investigation. Yeah. It's a dead end. So it's like a dead, dead end. Dead. Yeah. Should we just stay with the Lopez... Uh, family, or yeah, let's we? let's let's because yeah, okay. So then, um, there's you know the way that the soap operas are cut together. It's like it's one long scene that then gets interjected with snippets of other scenes, you know. So anyway, after uh, this revelation, Teresa is sitting down with her mom and tells her that she has a dream that Ethan Crane is going to show up at the house one day. I had a dream. <laughs> a dream about you, Ethan. <laughs> it's going to come true, Ethan. She I, had this dream. I dreamed a dream in time gone by. She dreamed a dream about Ethan Crane, <laughs> that he would show up to their house and basically like whisk her away, I guess. But we'll come back to that later. Right, because meanwhile, over at the Crane Mansion. <laughs> the Crane Mansion. 
Meanwhile, down there at the crane mansion. Over yonder at the crane <laughs> mansion. Ivy and uh, Julian are having like a little argument. She, well, she, well, first, first, Ethan come, is talking to Ivy and uh, right. um, she, what happens? They're talking. The only thing I really wrote is that it's very formal and weird and that Ethan calls his mom mother. I always do. and that she calls him darling so a conversation with them is always like well mother i've noticed blah 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 and she says darling blah 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 yeah they were talking about sheridan again it was filler yeah it was filler it was for us to oh i know what it was he asked her he's like so mom or mother excuse me mother when uh dad was on the phone father was on the phone with sam bennett you seemed really interested in that phone call and she pretends not to know sam he was like do you know sam she's like who what was his name again sam and and she pretends not to know him and then ethan leaves the room and she pulls out a mysterious necklace correct a mysterious Secret necklace that she just carries around in her tiny little yeah, and purse. a clutch. Yeah, she's yeah, because they they just came back from an event, so she's carrying a clutch. Yeah, it's not like her regular like bag. So does that just get transferred to whatever bag she's just carrying? That keeps day? it with her always. That's how you know it's precious. Mm, secret. And then I I said that secret necklace memory music came yeah. into play. So it's like well clearly. This is going to keep popping up. Yeah, and she like clutched it and stared off into space for a solid five seconds, which is a long time in TV. Five seconds. It went by in the blink of an eye. For you. And then... (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then, let's see, what else happens? uh, I think at that point, then, they take us over to Grace and Tabitha and... The, oh my lord. The so we go back to, if you recall, will recall because we had forgotten, Grace has levitated <laughs> out of her bedroom window into her backyard and is having a conversation with a child angel. And uh, so we, when that came up on the screen, we were like, oh, that's right. She levitated out of her room right. and is having this conversation with this angel. Standard Wednesday night. But, but wait, there's more. The angel was like, Grace, I have much to tell you. I have a message to give you. She's like, but I have to get rid of our unwanted guest. Because if you will also recall, Tabitha, the witch, our wonderful, wonderful witch, <laughs> is hiding. Crouched <laughs> down behind the bushes between these between her house and Grace's house, trying to figure out what this angel's up to. And then the angel. <laughs> To get rid of Tabitha. Puts her hands together, like almost in a prayer position. And then she's into them. She starts buzzing. She just goes into her cupped, semi-prayer position hands. And just when you go, what the fuck is happening? Out comes a swarm of bees. Beads? Bees? Beads. Job's not on board. <laughs> bees? Bees, people. Bees. B-E-E-S. This angel unleashes a swarm of bees onto Tabitha, <laughs> who is behind the bushes. And of course, it's not real bees. It's like just little black dots that somebody drew into the video within like Microsoft Paint. <laughs> that was high tech for the time. It was not. Well, the Matrix came out that year. Oh, did it? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah, no, it was not. Um, 
things where it's like that original King Kong, the black and white one with like the clay model and yeah, everything. Yeah, with the... That looked better than the bees on this screen. Yeah, because but, it was like, it's stylized yeah. a little bit. You can give it a break because it's from the 30s. Yeah, the CGI looks better in that than what it did in this. Just to give you an idea. But yeah. yeah, and then I also thought it was odd that like a couple of bees was enough to thwart Tabitha. And who all, is a witch? Who is a witch? And all of her like incomprehensible witchy power. Which we need to talk about her witch power because... Oh, Lord. <laughs> we're going to take an aside because this is very important. So it's very... Uh, it's interesting that you bring up like how could that thwart some bees thwart Tabitha because you remember that creepy doll we told y'all about? She was Timmy. sewing... His Timmy. name is Timmy, and she was talking to him. She finishes sewing her doll, and then she brings his ass to life. <laughs> she wakes his ass up. She, he, she was like, isn't that right, Timmy? And he didn't say anything. Isn't that right, Timmy? And then he woke up. That's right, Tabitha. Except he has a lisp, and he like the kid playing him. like He's so cute. He is adorable, but he doesn't move his jaw. And then he has, like, I assume... <laughs> I assume <laughs> That the direction was to lisp, but man, oh man, it is creepy. He'd be like, "What's up, Tabitha?" I'm pretty sure that's how he talks. Oh, is that just it how he seems? Talks? That seems very oh. natural. Oh. So, well, so I are a jerk. I thought that little, <laughs> I thought that little five-year-old was just a stellar actor. I don't know. No, I think that's I an look adult also. Oh, it is. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was a little kid. No. Oh no. <laughs> Moving on. I thought it was just a really talented kid. I didn't know. That's okay. That's okay. All right. Kudos to you. To that talented, talented actor. The, yes. Timmy's honestly the best thing on this show so far. Mm. Uh, so let's go on. Let's keep talking. Since we're here, we might as well finish talking about this angel. This angel tells Grace mm. once she gets rid of Tabitha, she's got this important message. And the message was, be true to yourself. And did I get that right? And pray. Yeah, be true to yourself and pray. And then, in addition to say true to yourself and pray or whatever, basically she leaves us with this nugget of wisdom, which is important things are happening in harmony and elsewhere. And these things will lead to a momentous occasion in harmony. She says it at the very, very end of the episode. Ridiculous. So, I'm sorry. That angel is just not doing it for me. She's aggravating me. Give me some concrete information. What do you angel? need that's more concrete than pray and believe in yourself? <laughs> I need something more than something's gonna happen. Thank you, Angel. Something's coming. Something's coming. This makes me think of Bernstein. And me too. West Side Story. That's right. This is a musical podcast, people. Yeah, you've got like three songs in the span of 15 minutes. And I'm trying to go for more. All right, let's <laughs> see. Oh, okay, so can we go back to the Crane household? Yes. So Julian and Ivy then, after Ethan has now left, Julian and Ivy start to get into it a little bit more. Um, and Julian says something about how Ethan is his firstborn. So are we to presume that there are other Crane children? Oot and a boot? I didn't, I didn't get that from that, but yeah, uh, I guess so. Okay, so I, I just want to know who they are and what they're doing, I guess. I, guess, I, I don't know if we'll find out. But more importantly... Well, Ivy did say she's had four children, too. Oh, she did? You remember in one of the episodes, I think episode three, um, the, Ethan asks her, Mom, are you happy? And her answer to him was like, 
I've had four children. Like that's a yeah. like like that's supposed to be a woman's happiness is how many kids she had, which is kind of gross to me. That had totally escaped me. Yeah, you're right. So I guess it's established that he has siblings. We just don't know them yet. Um, okay, but to get to like the heavy stuff, Ivy and Julian are fighting. And Ivy basically claims that she is a pawn of Julian and Alistair. Is Alistair Julian's father? Alistair Crane is Big Daddy Crane. Okay. Yeah. So, so he's like the mob boss here in Harmony. He, he's he's the 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 head of this family. He's yeah. The, he's the. He's, he's the, the big boss. He's the big crane. He's the real he's got the longest legs. When he stands in the water with the other cranes, he's like, yeah. he's <laughs> That's How dare a you laugh? Joke. <laughs> <laughs> I was just trying to make you feel better. How dare you laugh at a stupid joke? Um, yeah, okay. no. So, yeah, she she says, um, Oh, yeah, don't. That's what she says. She says, Don't make Ethan a pawn like you and your father made me. Right. Yeah. And then they were talking about how they had established an agreement early in their marriage. They don't tell us what that agreement is. Yes. But that it has been established that she would be a certain way to preserve the image of the Crane family. And he presumably also made some agreements, but we don't we don't know what they are yet. Yeah. I, I assume on Julian's end it was like money for her. Probably, yeah. yeah. Like kept woman yeah, kind, kind of, of situation. Mm-hmm. Um then Julian leaves the room and Ivy walks over to a desk, opens the drawer of this desk, no lock on this desk, pulls out a gun. Naturally. <laughs> pulls out a gun. She's what like, else would happen? If you, I have something for you, Julian. You better tell the truth this time, basically. Yeah. Like, she said something about, you, like, I'm, I'm not warning you, I'm watching you. Yeah. Something to with that her, effect. With her little gun her little teeny gun i don't know anything I don't know about what kind of gun is guns. i would say it's a 22 we'll look it up afterwards i th- i'm gonna guess it's a 22 i don't know it i don't I, it's definitely a revolver i don't know how, enough to guess i know it's a, it's tiny a hand gun. gun it's a little tiny thing it looks like the size of my pinky it's a tiny did you watch miss fisher's mysteries yeah not all you remember that little gun she had the mm-hmm. gold one it's yeah like yeah so if you watch that show then you know what kind of gun we're talking also about. you should watch that show because it is really good yeah it's better than Passions. Yeah. Miss Fisher's Mysteries. Yeah. Um, okay, moving on. Okay, so I think now we go... Oh, go ahead. Oh, well, I was just going to say that um, Ethan left the house. And before he left the house, after talking to Ivy, he says, he, he asks her for Pilar's address. And um, she she's like, yeah, I have her address. What do you need her address for? And he's like, well, I would just want to go over and give her the news about Sheridan. So he goes over to, the next time we see Ethan Crane, he's over at uh, the Lopez Fitzgerald home. He just shows up as Teresa had dreamed or right. dreamt. Do you say dreamed or dreamt? Dreamt. Do you say yeah. dreamed? I dreamed a dream. Well, I sing it that way, but I say it, I would say dreamt. Okay. Anyway, it was a dream that Teresa had. Yeah, and then it actually came true. So, is she clairvoyant? Does she Do have some... Do you want me to tell you? Yes no, I'm, I'm just, I don't want you to tell me. But okay. I like uh, that, to me, is now being set up in this show. I, I want to just let it unfold naturally, but to me, that looks like, oh, the things that she dreams become a reality. And they say something kind of like that a little bit later on, like the brothers are talking, and they bring it up a couple times. 
So that's, I guess, a, that's a prediction, I think. That's a future prediction from me to you. Okay. Well, <laughs> we'll take that prediction. I'm taking that, and I'm going to receive it. Um, Thank you. But Ethan shows up at this house. Mm-hmm. Luis opens the door, and as you will recall, Luis hates those cranes. <laughs> he hates those cranes. And when he opens the door, he and Ethan at the same time say, what the hell are you doing here? Right. Oh, so stupid and lame. You want to do it together? Yeah. What, what the, the hell, hell are you, you doing, doing here? here? Yeah, exactly like that. That was good. It was good. Um, we didn't even have to count in or anything. No, just we just we just prepped together. We felt anything. it, you know, just in the moment. Yeah. So uh, then he's like, Ethan's like, well, I just want to give Polara a message. Can you give her a message for me? And the message was, there's no news about Sheridan. I'll let you know tomorrow. I'll know more tomorrow. Why did he come all the way to their house? Yeah, your phone works just fine. To tell her nothing. Right. To tell her absolutely just nothing. Just to give us a little conflict between Luis and him. And also to, to give credence to, to uh, Teresa's dream, right? Yeah. He's going to show up at the door. So yeah. she and her mother are in the kitchen while this altercation is happening at the front door. Um, and Ethan leaves. And then Luis and... Uh, What's his name? Miguel come in to tell them, oh, here's the message. And she goes, how do you know that? And they're like, oh, well, Ethan Crane just came to the door. And then Teresa bolts out of her chair, runs to the front door, throws it open and calls, Ethan, Ethan. She's calling after him. And of course, we hear his car leaving. Yeah. Yeah. That's how you know he didn't hear her screaming at him. A near miss. Yet again. Yet again. Oh, at one point. He's on the phone with Gwen. Ethan's on the phone with Gwen. I just want to talk about these little points. Yeah. Ethan's yeah, on the yeah. phone with Gwen. Um, Gwen is in at the hospital where Sheridan is still in her coma, okay, from her car crash in the same tunnel where Princess Diana died, who you will remember is her was her best friend. In the whole world. Yes. And uh, Gwen's on the phone with Ethan, and uh, she says, like, did you get all the pain out from... Because you oh, will right. remember that he was covered in paint at the carnival because Teresa knocked over some paint on him. And he acted like he didn't remember that. He didn't remember being... I mean, he was drenched in paint. And that was earlier in the same day. Yeah, it was the we, same day. Because we are on episode five, my friends, but we are still in the, the same, same day. day. It, it does roll over during the episode, so yeah. I, I guess I win that bet. Yeah. I think we were... It was going to take us five, maybe six episodes. It took us five episodes yeah. to get to the next day. You so. won that bet. I figured that one out. You totally did. And we know that the next day happened because even though we're in the suburbs of Harmony, a rooster crowed. Why is there a rooster crowing like that on a farm? I don't know. That was stupid. My, you know what? No. There's a rooster. My mom lives in Rome, Georgia, which is not... I'm sure it's, it's the same size as Harmony. You know what yeah. I mean? It's not a, it's a city, but it's not like a city city. Mm-hmm. And there's a rooster that crows on, in her neighborhood. Really? Yeah. Every morning. See, I thought that was really dumb. Nope. I don't know. I mean, I grew up like in a suburb, but I don't know. Tis a thing. Huh, so all right. Have chickens guess and I'm roosters wrong. and shit. I guess it's like urban farming kind of. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, um, what else we got? We got to talk about Sheridan a little bit. We got to talk about Sheridan a little I'm bit. I'm sorry, y'all. I don't like her. I hate her. 
I don't like Sheridan. I and she's been asleep for like three episodes and I still don't like her. I don't, I think I'm kind of ambivalent to Sheridan. I think her storyline is absolutely ridiculous and I'm sure things will happen and I, my opinion will change. But at the moment, I, I, I whatever. Yeah, she, so whatever. She wakes up from her coma and then the doctor tells her that there's nothing wrong with her. No broken right. bones. No anything. So why was she in a coma yeah. in the first place? They said they're like, you have no broken bones, no sprains, and no internal injuries. However, you did have a mild concussion. Yeah. Excuse me? You have a mild concussion? And she's been in the hospital for like a full day at least, right? Yeah, thereabouts. Yeah. I know it's one day, but still, if you're unconscious for hours... That's not, that cannot just be so a mild Sheridan was injury. So Sheridan was just taking a nap, <laughs> worrying everyone, just wouldn't wake up because she, because she wants to die the same way Princess Diana died. Mm. Like she wanted to die in the same hospital, probably the same bed, probably using the same bedpan, probably. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, she just everything. desperately wants to be Princess Di. And she ain't no Princess Di. Um, yeah, so after she comes to, she has a little seatbelt PSA. She goes, she basically turns to camera and delivers straight to the lens. Thank God I was wearing my seatbelt. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, all right, we get it, 90s, wear your seatbelt. Um, and she makes a phone call to Jean-Luc. So we know that he is legitimately her, her lover, boyfriend. boyfriend. Mm -hmm. And she is desperately in love with him and thinks that she's found the man of her dreams. But then the camera pans over from him in bed on the phone and there is another woman, a brunette. Yeah, and it's really, this show's really setting us up to really feel really, really bad for Sheridan because she delivers also like this little speech to Gwen about how she's uh, been looking for love or someone to love her all her life and she's finally found that in John Luke and... Right. But he's trash. Yeah. And we're, def we're definitely going to find that out, so. I think that's maybe part of the reason that you dislike her and I'm kind of ambivalent or don't really care about her. It's just like when a character is set up and everything is constantly going wrong for them, it doesn't make me want to root for them. It doesn't really garner any kind of pity in me. It just is annoying. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just... I hate that the character of Sheridan is such a like goody two shoes and she's so she's perfect. Like I can already mm. tell they're like setting her up to be a perfect American princess. Well, she's not perfect. She's obviously crazy that she's lived the exact same day for two straight years. Goes exact does exactly the same thing every day for two years. She's obviously while crazy. she heavily mourns the death of her of Princess Diana, and then she also thinks that there's this like weird curse hanging around her. She's a lunatic. <laughs> she has mental health She's problems, which is fine if you have mental health problems, but like do something about it or be actionable in some way. I don't know. Yeah. I All right. Yeah. Well, I think we should probably end it there. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That's it for our Passions Podcast. We did it. We did it again. Episode five. Sure. Are there things we say here? You can actually follow us now. We have an Instagram, which is Passions Podcast. Um, and if you have any questions for us, any predictions you'd like to make, any corrections because we don't know anything about home mortgages or whatever, if you want to enlighten us, you yeah. can send us Tell an us email. Tell us whatever you want. Tell us whatever you want. We are at passionspodcast at gmail.com. Absolutely. All right. Well, 
You are my passion for life. <laughs> That's what we do now. We're gonna start doing that. All right.